Hey there, welcome to the What Connects Us podcast, where we explore human connection with people in Saskatchewan. Today, we're going one-on-one with Andrew Gottslick to talk about his experience starting and balancing two companies in his 20s and how he invests in youth development. It's game time, so let's go. Okay, we've reached November in Saskatchewan and are currently in the thick of another wave of COVID-19 that has impacted so many different people, especially kids. Today's guest has felt that effect and has made it his mission to positively develop today's youth through a sport that has provided him with so much. We're chatting with Andrew Gottslig, who has just reached his mid-20s, but has already founded two companies, Hoop Life and Citrus, who both work in tandem to empower youth leaders to connect with kids and help them learn crucial life lessons on and off the basketball court. Andrew is so passionate about paying forward the mentorship that was so key to his own development and has invested in helping kids live into their own authenticity and confidence. He's going to share with us the successes and the stresses he's encountered along the way, the key perspective that he's already gained as a founder, and how he balances developing two new companies and being a new father. It's a great conversation, so let's get into it. What connects us to Andrew? Let's tip things off. Andrew Gottslick, welcome to the podcast. Hey man, it is so good to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. What I know about you is that your hair is always on point. <laughs> oh, dude. You go to Chung Cuts, right? I do. And yeah. Chung, man, he keeps it fresh. And so do you, right? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you always have your hair on point. I've, every time I see you, your hair is always like looking like professionally coiffed. It looks awesome. You know, it's a, it's, it's I've heard, I've heard this before. And yeah. so I almost view it as, it's kind of a curse. And I, I have part of my, even it, it, part of my personality, I think I'm like, I don't know. I've never got tested. I don't know if I am. Yeah. But I would guess I there's some on the OCD spectrum. I'm somewhere. Okay. And so for me, it's I I actually like I can't just keep it messy. Like <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll bother me too much. Like you can't leave the house. The paparazzi yeah. is going to take and a I've, photo. And of I've you. talked to Andy Chung about it. Yeah. Our our barber and, I, and I, I've yeah. told him I'm like, okay, we got we got to switch this up, man. Yeah. And so he's like, well. Like if we go shorter, you're just gonna still comb it the same way. <laughs> exactly. If we go longer, you're still gonna do it the same way. <laughs> so we're working on yeah. something. How often do you go? Once a week ish. Once, once a every, week. Once, once a week. Sometimes stretch stretch back to like every ten days, but like oh my god, once a week. It's it's, it's therapy, right? It so is. You go, so you go. I guess sit an hour with the chair with Andy and yeah. just talk about whatever. Yeah. It's a it's a weekly therapy. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump in with a quick introduction. This is the the question that haunts so many people. It's the hardest one. Who is Andrew Gottslig? Give me some background on who you are so we can better understand your story. Yeah. So I'm 27. I have a wife. I have a three-year-old son. And yeah. I have another, I have a daughter on the way. Yeah, My wife's about 25, 25 weeks in awesome. um, as we record this. And so um, to to some, uh, you know, the journey I've been on, um, it, it, all, it all, I mean, it all started, grandfather was, had an insurance agency in uh, in Regina, and so I, from from when I was born, I I remember watched him, my uncles, my mom, watched them all do their thing, and then in 2008, uh, Grandpa sold his insurance agency to Harvard Western Insurance, as we know it now. Oh, awesome! And so um, they they sold sold there, and so I got to watch him sell, buy a place in Arizona, go spend his winters there, and think like, what? There's something with these. There's <laughs> yeah. some, there's something with this. Uh, went through high school, went to Bible college for three years, yeah. and so while while I was there. Uh, started a basketball training academy and mm-hmm. so started this academy in the summer of 2013 mm-hmm. and started really small and so it was really like a week basketball camp and right. so what was great about those I learned it was like the best business boot camp to go through because you have right. to learn all the steps of like how to get people in the door and, and, and all the logistical things to, yep. to run a camp which which was great and so 
uh, year over year, we, we kept getting a little bigger, a little bigger. And yeah. then finally, at the end of 2016, we had programs throughout the summer, throughout the fall, and that's when we made the transition. Said, okay, yeah. I'm going to quit my insurance job, yeah. so see a family, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start Hoop Life. And so that's when when Hoop Life started, and so trying to grind on. But So tell me about the inspiration behind it and how it got started. Yeah, so basketball was the only thing I, I knew enough to charge money for. Yeah. <laughs> so when thinking about, like, I was thinking about business, um, so on my uh, – on my high school yearbook, I put, I'm going to start an insurance agency, see me in five years. And that was the plan. So I was, um, I, the Bible school thing derailed it a bit because it was supposed to be like, go to, go to university, get a business degree, and then crush all my insurance things out. And then right. follow, literally the footsteps my grandpa did, just yeah. follow that, open up a few agencies, right. and then Connexus buys it out, and I mm -hmm. go live somewhere else. Right? Totally. So, <laughs> the blueprint of was, what your grandpa did. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was the thought. And yeah. so, um, Going to Bible school, realizing, hey, I really love basketball. This is this thing is great. Uh, and then I'm trying to think, okay, I got to start a business. Mm -hmm. um, it's the insurance agency wasn't my grandpa's anymore because he sold it. And so, like, my family still worked there. Yeah. Um, my mom still works there to this day. Right. Um, but I knew I was like, okay, I got to do my own thing. So, <clears throat> the thought was, what do I know that I could charge money for? <laughs> like, like, what am <laughs> yeah. I? What, what am I gonna? How am I gonna make money? So, yeah. basketball was that. I was like, okay, I'm good with kids, love kids. Um, love basketball i think that i could put these two together so that's where we put it together and then year over year it just started like we went from summer academy to like summer fall academy and then hoop life now is uh it, we're almost at the five-year anniversary for hoop life this january will be five years yeah crazy um and so we yeah start started hoop life now have this incredible facility that we're we're la we're launching which is connects us a huge help in yeah. the, those steps which is amazing and so so was this the vision all along or did you do your first hoop life camp and you're like, you know what? Like that worked pretty good. I think this is something that I could turn into like a long time thing. It, it, it evolved. Oh, it evolved over time. Like I remember like when we first would do the, the queen city camps, like, I mean, mm. the gym was packed, yeah. <laughs> like, like summer camp was packed, Christmas camp, like all these different things right. was so full. And so we, we knew that, that it was something that the community needed and something that they wanted. Yeah. So what differentiates hoop life is that it's not just like a weekend camp where you just show up, work on some skills, and then you take them back to your high school basketball career. And then you go from there. Maybe there's another camp along the year. Hoop life is like a year long sort of. Yeah. Thing. It, yeah, totally. It's like hoop life, hoop life. There's, there's, there's like the seasonal camps and stuff like when kids are out of school, yep. but hoop life's open every week year long for kids. And so, so I mean the, the four pillars we have is we have, their physical athleticism, mm -hmm. which is huge because we gotta we gotta you know get kids more athletic so they can play basketball. Totally. Uh, their basketball IQ, so how 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 we can see the game and understand the game, mm -hmm. and how 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 smart we are with making decisions. Um, and then we have our basketball fundamentals, so that's like you know like shooting, dribbling, technique, like all, technique yep. exactly. And then we have mindset development, and so those are the four pillars. And if you take one of those pillars away, you got a you got a weak structure. Yeah, and so like especially mindset development like so so important because you can have all the skill in the world but if you're not confident enough and you don't believe in yourself then it's going to be really really tough for you to continue when it go when the going gets tough anyone can go and it's easy right but when the going gets tough we find out what we're made of when it when it gets tough and so mm. that, those mindset development basketball iq basketball fundamentals and physical athleticism those are the real things that go on at hoop life and, and take place like throughout the whole year so true and like you take that like the maturity that you gain through that you can apply and transfer to everyday life totally i want to make sure that we're really highlighting hoop life's philosophy and showcasing how you approach things differently to help kids build confidence 
grow into themselves and and really live into their authenticity. So tell me a little bit more about this philosophy and how it's a game changer. Like when I was a kid, I I just I really struggled to be confident. I really struggled to share my voice. And mm. so I remember being like elementary school and like outwardly maybe I'd show it around my friends, people I was comfortable with, but people I what people I didn't know, like I, I just I couldn't share my voice. I couldn't oh. I couldn't I, I didn't feel confident. Always felt like I couldn't be myself. Like so, out of place. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And so um I kind of found my way through basketball. Um and I didn't really find my way till I was out of high school. And mm. so when I got into this Bible college, there was, was this one coach, his name's Kevin Peters. Kevin came and he just met me at my level. Mm. So that's I, that's what I'd say that, that this is. He, he came, he met me at my level. He knew how immature I was, how much I had to grow, but he met me at my level. He accepted me for where I was at, and then he just let me be me. And so through that and playing basketball with him for three years, then that gave me the confidence to start. And the reason we, we did it and the whole mission is like, there's never been a time where kids are 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 lacking confidence more than now. Yeah. And, 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 and the rise of the internet and social media, so many positives, but there's a lot of negatives. And a lot of kids are really struggling to find their voice. And so mm -hmm. the reason Hoop Life exists is for kids to come through the doors, feel so much love and confidence mm. and people around them that believe in them, meet them at their levels. Yeah. Stop trying to change 12 year olds, let them be them. And the big message like we want to get across is like, it's okay to be you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to front. You don't have to do, you have to be anything except who you are. Especially early on as kids, you're constantly surveying to figure out like what the rules are. Totally. How can I adapt in order to fit in? And especially in sports, you have this kind of like, hyper-masculine, like don't show emotion um, kind of mold that you have to fit in. And I think what's awesome about hoop life is that it mentors them not just on the court, but off the court that that you can be authentic and you are truly accepted for the way you are. A hundred percent. Awesome. A hundred percent. And that that is the problem too, is like we're supposed to not, we're, you're supposed to not cry. You're not supposed to show emotion. Like those things are real pressures that we fit, that, that like kids face, especially yep. like young men. Like when you're on the floor and you're 17 years old playing, like you're not supposed to show emotion. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to talk about your feelings. You're supposed to go there and be a robot. Yeah. And so it's like, that's not life. You're actually taught don't show emotion because your enemy or your whoever you are playing against can exploit that. It's totally. weakness. It's something that they can use against you if you have emotion. Totally. Show all the emotion. Mm -hmm. We just, the only job that we have to do with emotion is control the, control the emotion. The so channel. instead of... Yeah, instead of showing emotion, like freaking out and swearing at someone, we're going to show emotion mm -hmm. in, in different ways and we're going to control it and channel it. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so you became an entrepreneur in your early 20s, which is crazy for me. Like I just turned 31 and I feel like I'm still not ready to become an entrepreneur if I, if I wanted to. So what lesson did you learn or what lessons did you learn to quickly learn in order to adapt? That's a good question. Um, I think accepting that you don't know a lot helps. Mm -hmm. One thing though, I mean, it's, uh, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. I think this is one, th one quality that I have and I, something I really want to lean into the next, you know, 50 years, right. <laughs> which is the, just the, the, the quality of curiosity. I think as I, as I started and anyone who's starting out, you gotta be curious and you just gotta ask as many questions as possible and then try to connect with as many people as you can and be vulnerable. And so when I think of like, there's, you know, the, the, the areas that have had success and, and, and things, it all comes down to like being yourself, being vulnerable with, with people. Cause I think sometimes like when we try to put up a front, mm -hmm. then it really takes away from the richness of the relationship we can have with someone. Totally. Yeah. And so a lot of like, like the people that have really 
come alongside and, 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 and mentored me. It's like, I've been so vulnerable with them and, and asked so many questions and it's crazy how the community will come around and support you. And so mm-hmm. in a community like Regina, like Saskatoon, like these different places, I mean, community is everything and they want to help. Yeah. They just got to get to know you yeah. <laughs> and care about you. And, and so that was one of the big things I think that I've learned through the journey is like, just be vulnerable with people yeah. and, 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 and ask as many questions as possible of yeah. how things are done on the other side. It's so true. It's like we want to put up this front in order to impress somebody. Totally. And ask questions so that they're thinking, oh, yeah, this guy gets it. But by doing that, you're you're showing them, like, I need to actually help in this area. And they, they will target that area to help when you're actually over here needing help over here. So true. And I think what you've tapped into is that people like other humans. They like to connect via their humanity. And so by showing parts of you that are vulnerable, it gives them a lane in order to connect with you in a deeper level, which makes them want to invest in you, wants to help you further. And I think the community, especially in Regina, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, they really connect on that humanity component. Totally. Yeah. You're so so right. So why is investing and developing youth important to you? For, for me, Developing youth is so important because I think of me and I mean, like I, I come from like loving, loving family with two, with two parents. And so like I, in a lot of areas am really, really blessed. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when I think of other kids though, that might've not come from, like we have a program with, with hoop life called boost kids mm-hmm. and it supports, uh, low income kids and like kids that come from trouble, troubled situations. And yep. so boost kids was a program that we created to help kids because what would happen is like, we'd have a lot of kids show up to hoop life, come to camp and they're like, we're like, Hey, d- did you register? Yeah. <laughs> did you pay? And so uh, a lot of times they're like, no, well, we're never going to ever turn kids away, yeah. but we also need to pay coaches in the gyms totally. and all yeah. these things. Yeah. And so we're like, Hey, I got an idea. What if we got local businesses to help support low income kids so that yeah. they could come to hoop life year round. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a big, a big push of what we did. But, um, I think that there's nothing more important because if we can get humanity at the youth level to love each other, accept each other, believe in who they are, uh, have the confidence to speak and speak with love and, 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 and take the ego away. If we reach them at the youth, then our society looks a lot better. Yeah. You're like removing the barriers. So, and the excuses for either to people to not get involved or for people to not show up. Like you're, you're giving and empowering ways for people to connect deeper than basketball totally empowerment through others and unity through a medium of basketball totally and like we we know we have a heart for youth Mm -hmm. and we have a heart for the youth of canada and so our mission and and my mission is like hey we want to love and pour confidence into as many kids as we can totally um and and we want to try to inspire other people to do the same yeah you're so passionate about it and it's hard for me not to mirror that passion i'm like yeah i want to get out there and help right now too so not only are you passionate about it, but I was reading an article where a mother was talking about how you've personally changed and shaped her child's life for the better. So she tells a story about how her son went to great lengths to help a child with special needs to get a basket in a real game. And then she says, as a parent, I love Andrew. He has done so well for my son's temperament. It's so easy for young boys to find something that can get them into trouble, but Andrew gives them goals, which helps their self-esteem go up. 
Zane did not know the game until Andrew came in, but he taught him so much more than just the game, which is just the perfect soundbite that encapsulates what you're talking about is coming down to someone's level and empowering and lifting them up and teaching them life skills that they probably wouldn't have received in a mentorship sort of role at that early at that early stage of their life, which is so which is so valuable. So what does it mean to you to be able to have these one-on-one mentorship opportunities like Zane in this story with these kids and make meaningful impacts in their lives. It's the, it's what gets me out of bed in the morning, man. Like it's, um, no, I mean, it's stories like that. It's just, it's, that just reaffirms what, what we're all doing. And for, you know, every story that's, that's, that's out there like that, like there's so many that the hoop life team and like, uh, like the coaches have with kids. Zane is my, He's my little brother. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the relationship that we've developed is, is incredible. Uh, but it's all around, hey, I love you and accept you for who you are at where you're at, even though you have emotions that are, you have immature, you have areas you're immature, you mm-hmm. have like emotions, whatever. I accept you. I love you for who you are. Yeah, unconditionally. Unconditionally. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, it's, oh man, it's so it's so cool to hear stories like that because yeah. it just shows us like there's days you question like are we, are we doing the right thing for yeah. kids and then you hear that and you're like okay I think we are yeah. <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> what I think you've tapped into is the art of paying it forward like you talk about Kevin and how he made such a meaningful impact on you totally and what you've done is now pay that forward to a bunch of other kids who Zane now is now paying that forward to someone who's never scored a basket before or someone who didn't even think that they were going to score a basket before. And it's just that trickle down effect of kindness. And I think what hoop life and totally. you have tapped into is that ability to empower that pay paying it forward moment. Yeah. I think, and that's, if that, and that's the goal, that's what, that's, that's the reason hoop life and citrus exist is yeah. for that. Okay. So if one company wasn't enough, you founded your second company before you even turned 26. So tell me a little bit about citrus. <laughs> well, Citrus is a fun story. So hoop life, it all starts with hoop life. The right. citrus, uh, the story of citrus can't be told without hoop life. And so hoop life started having a lot of su- success, having a lot of kids come through. And I'm realizing this whole youth program thing is, is a lot of work. Yeah. And there's a lot of customers that have a lot of questions mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, con- there's, you know, there's, there's concerns. There's a lot of feedback. There's mm-hmm. lots of questions. There's lots of disorganization. I, we have no idea how many customers we have, how much how much money we're making, how much money we have to pay for now for, for, for our bills. Yep. And so um, I remember like any other situation, we're like, we need a software to do this. And so looking in 2017, trying to find uh, camp management software, we tried. We implement. We tried to implement two. Uh, we even paid for them to implement them and, and onboard it. And I remember just looking at it and we're like, we're not using this. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to give this to our customers. And so at that point we were developing the hoop life app. So yeah. we had some developers and so we're like, you know what? We got to make our own. So let's make our own hoop life portal. That was the whole thought yeah. was to make a hoop life portal. And then we joined cultivator in 2018, joined cultivator in 2018. Um, we were still, the focus was the hoop life app. That was the tech piece that, that made us part of cultivator. Right. So we were originally in cultivator as hoop life, um, creating this app. And then looking at trying to get a consumer app off the ground, we're like, okay, well, we don't, we, to do it, we could, mm-hmm. but you need an NBA player that's going to, that's going to influence it. Yeah. And you need, you know, five to $10 million to push it. So we're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Red X, red X, yeah. not going to happen. So 
Um, so that's when, and this is where, this is where the evolution of cultivator is so cool because I have cultivator. I owe everything too, because this is where the thought of citrus was developed. It was, it was, it was incubated through, 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 through cultivator. And so we had the thought, we're like, okay, well, we started to build our own hoop life portal. And then it came down to it. We're like, this is just so much bigger than hoop life. This yeah. is so much bigger than hoop life. Other camps are going to need this too. And so that's when David Crossman and I started, he was in cultivator as well. Yeah. We started talking and I said, Hey, um, here's the thing, Dave, I love the business. I, I love business development. I, I love sales. I'm passionate about it. Um, I love finance and I listed all, all the things that I'm comfortable to handle as CEO. Yeah. But Dave, I don't, I'm not a developer. I can't code. <laughs> I can't, I can't, <laughs> I, I'm not, I can't code very well. Yeah. So, um, and so that's when, you know, I, I said, Dave, like, let's do this company together as mm. co-founders. And, and so that's when we met and we're like, great, let's, let's, let's go for it and let's do it. And so, yeah. um, we officially, so we, <clears throat> we started working on it, uh, beginning of 2020 was when Dave and I officially, you know, set the company up and, and, uh, right before COVID happened, it was classic. Was, yeah, yeah. It, it, totally. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so we launched our MVP, uh, right in the 2020 summer. And yeah. so like right in the heart of, of, of COVID, yeah. but it's, it's getting to the point now where it's like, okay, this is a bit annoying. Let's, let's, let's yeah. I can't wait to get through this. Yeah. Um, but going through it, it actually helped us slow down a bit to yeah. make sure that we have a really solid platform. Yeah. And so we launched this January, this year to the public. Yeah. And so, um, now the whole goal with citrus is to get as many camps around the world using citrus and the whole, the whole model that we have with citrus is so with hoop life, our models, you know, we want to develop confidence and success in kids mm -hmm. with, with citrus. It's, we want to empower youth leaders to make an impact. Yeah. And so it's really tr trickling to try to, yeah. to empower the youth leaders because like utilize citrus in order to make these impacts with the youth. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and empower them and equip them with everything they need. Yeah. And, and a lot of youth directors, they don't, they don't get into it for money. They don't get into yeah. it because they want notoriety. They get into it because they genuinely love kids. But yeah. a lot of times we see such high levels of burnout mm -hmm. because of the administrative totally drag. And so if we can help solve that a little bit with citrus, then that just lets these youth leaders do what they do best, which yeah. is be on the ice, be on the court, be on the field, whatever, um, be in the classroom. If, yeah. if it's a, if it's like an educational camp or something like that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the mission. With yeah, it. It's a solution in order to get rid of, like I said earlier, removing the barriers and the excuses to not do it because it gives you like a one-stop shop almost of being able to facilitate it without having to worry about the logistics totally. and all that sort of stuff. Oh, totally. that's awesome. So you mentioned Cultivator. Tell me a little bit about how you've utilized Cultivator's programming to to really get this off the ground. It is, it, I, I, I'm actually speechless because the amount of support that we get um, is, is, is crazy. Mm. It's, um, and so, I mean, this is the benefit though. The Connexus took, took the pledge to say, hey, we're going to really do our like more than our part <laughs> uh to create uh you know successful technology companies right out of saskatchewan because yeah. for years we you know there was there was technology companies popping up in other provinces but there wasn't a lot popping up in saskatchewan and so right now uh cultivator being able to have the idea go and so i mean even if you look at cultivators programming of start grow scale 
we were able to go through all those steps and even through cultivator like a lot of times like especially when i talk to founders that are non-technical they're like wow like biggest challenge is i need i need a developer to partner with me yeah. i'm like hey i did too but i didn't get it by like staying at home yeah <laughs> not going on craigslist or yeah, anything no. like that. you know so going to those events and being able to develop a relationship with dave and then finally mm-hmm. you know get married and start the company yeah and so um, no, the, the impact cultivator has is it's, it's, it's huge. And we're going to see when one of us hits it to become that, that unicorn who, and I, I hope that we're one of those, right. hopefully. Yeah. Um, but we're going to watch in 10 years when we look back and, and we see that there's a company downtown Regina that has 600 employees yeah. and they were birthed right from cultivator yeah. and went through the steps. And so it's, it's a, it's a long-term game, but it's, it's something that, just blessed to be a part of the program so yeah. we can we can keep moving. Okay, let's call a quick timeout. Andrew is talking about how utilizing Cultivator has been so crucial to his success as a young founder in Saskatchewan. In case you were wondering what Cultivator is, it's a business incubator started by Conexus that helps founders launch, grow, and scale innovative, high-growth tech companies right here in Saskatchewan. Lots of people wonder how they can get involved with Cultivator, especially if they have an idea for a startup of their own. So I reached out to Cultivator's program manager, Hannah Castle, and asked her to explain a little bit more about how Cultivator can help. Here's what she had to say. Absolutely, Mason. I'd love to tell you more about us. So first of all, Cultivator is a technology business incubator located in Regina, Saskatchewan. And that means that our main purpose is to empower startup founders to build and scale their businesses in the province. Cultivator has application-based programs. They're designed to help founders get off the ground. We do have a start program that runs twice per year, and that's for a three-month period, and those are for early stage ventures. We have a grow program for founders that are fully committed to their startup and a scale program for companies that are generating significant revenue. So wherever you're at in your startup journey, Cultivator creates an environment for your momentum to build. And if you want to learn more about us, there's lots of information on our website. So cultivator.ca is the place to learn more, or you can reach us directly at hello at cultivator.ca. Thanks, Anna. We've already seen unbelievable growth from so many different companies that have been a cultivator, including Andrew's companies. Let's throw it back to our interview with him and hear about the stresses and lessons he's experienced with balancing his professional and personal life. Help me paint a picture for anyone not familiar what the startup life is like, and especially someone who is listening be like, I work, I start work at 8 a.m., I go home at 5 p.m., um, I get to just kind of check out Give me some of the biggest opportunities and challenges of being a founder. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were like, ta- where do I start? Yeah. Well, we, we were talking a bit before. Um, it's it's tough. What makes it easy is when you know the mission that you're you're you're, you're actually trying to achieve, mm-hmm. and when you know the, you know what you're trying to work towards and what you're trying to achieve, that really helps. My wife and I've had this mindset where we know right now, like my son is three and my daughter's not even born yet. And so we know um, I want to be there for my son in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have this, win- then we're blessed with this window. And this is where like with young people uh, that, that don't have, you know, like cause for an entrepreneur that just starts out and they have four kids, it's gonna be really tough. Totally. And so we have had this mindset where we are going to crush and go hard for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we're five years in and we're gonna go, we're gonna go hard for 10 years yeah. and we believe in what we're doing with citrus and hoop life that you know in another five years my son will be eight mm-hmm. and so do i want to work saturdays when he's eight 
No. Uh, no. You want to coach his basketball team. I want to be with him. Yeah. I, do I want to work on Mondays off? No. And so um, I think that the thought of, of any founder is just there's going to be sacrifice, uh-huh. but the sacrifice, um, it, you know, if we wait on a scale, the sacrifice, you know, you we have to believe we have this we're sick people you know we yeah. have this <laughs> we have this 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 thought that you know the sacrifice is going to lead to more opportunities for my family it's gonna it's gonna make a larger impact mm-hmm. and i mean i just think like if we could do hoop life in saskatchewan well what if we can create the model where other people where we can create other hoop life centers well now we've just impacted another hundred thousand kids for yeah. example and so that is where my mind goes of like the bigger impact we can make, you know, the, the, the more that we want to work, get it done. Yeah, totally. So that, that was really so some of, sacrifice up front for hopefully like a long-term gain, not just for you, totally. but for other people involved. Totally. Awesome. So something I admire about entrepreneurs is how hard they have to work because there is no guaranteed income in place. Are worries about money, something you deal with and how do you calm that anxiety? It is the biggest anxiety. Yeah. Always. Uh, it's especially as we take the the project of the Hoop Life Center, which is like not fun, you know, to, to pay, to pay <laughs> yeah. those bills, write those checks. Right. Um, I don't know if I have a great answer with with uh, with how to calm it, because a lot of my anxiety to this day, you know, when I'm when when when, my, when I'm in my routine is pretty solid. Mm hmm. A lot of times what throws me off my routine is the anxiety of supporting both companies and knowing that it's not just like my family, it's the employees have families too. Right. The, the stress of knowing we got to make sure that everyone's paid on time and keeping the company together is definitely a, a big anxiety. And totally. so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough part, but I think like for, for me, like with, um, we did our weekly wrap up with citrus and Dave led us through some mindfulness for 15 minutes. Yeah. That really helps. Um, that was a day I was like really stressed out. That really helps. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, like trying to trying to pray as much as I can and and make sure that I'm grounded in what I believe in yeah. really helps. Um, but it's it's no joke. Like the stress of of money yeah. running a startup, and so this is uh, it's something I'm I'm working through, man. Yeah. Like I have not figured out yeah. <laughs> the, the the best way, and hopefully one day I can say, here's here's the roadmap to not be stressed about it. Totally. I think it's one of those things like if you're in it, you're going to be stressed about it. And so totally, you just got to like pull your pants up and just push, push, push through. Yeah. And and even when it's tough, just know there's other people that rely on you, the founder to keep the money coming in. And so it's truly the blessing and the curse of a founder. hundred percent. And you have the ability to directly impact jobs and lives of other people. But the curse is you are directly impacting the lives <laughs> exactly, of other people. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I feel for you. That's something that if I were to ever jump into being an entrepreneur or a founder or something, that's something that is one of my biggest barriers is that anxiety that would will come with totally. the investment into it. Totally. And I think just being well prepared and even with the money side, like having a great accountant, having a great bookkeeper that is able in keeping, keeping the info. So, I mean, starting out like 2017, 2018, my books were all over the place. Yeah. And so, um, it was really only in the last two years that we like got things tight (laughs) where we're, we have a tight forecast. We have a tight budget. We have a great bookkeeper. We have a great accountant and being able to keep those things that helps give a lot of, takes a lot of the anxieties away because now I have support 
with people that are way smarter than me yeah. that can help and guide to know exactly what we're going to need to, to make this yeah. quarter to keep things rolling. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we talked about impacting lives. So you aren't just making meaningful differences for other kids, but you are a new father to your son, Roman. And I want to make sure we are giving as full of a picture about your last few years as possible. And a big part of your story is the resilience that your entire family showed even before Roman was born. So are you comfortable telling us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Roman, so Roman's three, he just turned three September 1st. Yeah. And so Roman is, um, he's to totally healthy and great. But, uh, when my wife was probably 20 weeks pregnant with Roman, we found out that there was, um, so if everyone can imagine with me, you have placenta, you have baby mm -hmm. and you have umbilical cord that connects the two. Yeah. And so in the umbilical cord, which th there's a vein called the, and I'm so not a doctor. So you're, you're impressing so, the crap <laughs> out of me right now. So, <laughs> so there's a, there's a vein called the ductus nosus vein that runs through that umbilical cord. And that's its core purpose is to regulate blood flow okay. into the heart. And so we finished our 20 week ultrasound all happy and everything. And then we get yeah. a call from doctor saying, yeah, like we are referring you to the specialist. Your pregnancy is now high risk. <gasps> and so, yeah, like like I'll never forget the feeling of being at the hospital that day, being like, "That's a that's 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 interesting news." Yeah, <laughs> thanks. And so, um, so hearing that, any moment his heart could just get too much blood, and him and he could die. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying like, "This is like very rare. You're 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 in a very this is a very rare case." Like, and we're trying to like search it up and see like it's yeah. even tough to do that. And so, every week we're going to like we had an ultrasound al almost once a week and especially the last 10 weeks and so for the last for 20 weeks of roman's life we're sitting there we're praying we're we're we're, we're hoping we're checking in because at any moment this time th bomb could go off this 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 is the blood the blood flow might not be yeah. regulated and so what we found out after roman was born so so it ended up being uh, they had to induce Aaron. it didn't work um so they end up doing a c-section and and there we go everything was great and, and just like that, um, we, we, like they monitored him for the first two years of his life and yeah. did some scans and stuff and, and it was great. And so he's like hundred percent healthy now, which is amazing. Yeah. But like we found out on the chart when we were, when we, we went into the hospital to get induced, it yeah. said on the chart, like prepare for stillbirth. <gasps> and so we didn't know that till oh. after. Cause we found out through a, we found out through like Aaron's, yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, cause yeah. I, I know the nurses aren't supposed to say it, but we found out through one of the nurses that that's what the chart said. Yeah. And so we didn't even know that. Yeah. And so, and anyone, I mean, anyone who's, who, who's had kids or gone through anything like that, like it's, we're really blessed that Roman is healthy and, and alive now because mm -hmm. there's situations where it doesn't always work out. Oh, that's such an unimaginable experience. And we just talked about like shouldering anxiety and stress. How did you even begin? to shoulder that stress of, that's a long period of time of just constant worry. Just pray, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really like, uh, it was it was such a time that it was just, it was such an unknown. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling so much, so much, yeah, so much anxiety over it. And like people that are listening that have had kids in the NICU, like R Roman, he, he stayed in the NICU for like a week. I mean, mm -hmm. it was not bad. There's some, there's some kid, parents that have had babies in the NICU for like, a, a long, long time. And yeah. so my heart goes to them. Um, 
because it's it is so tough especially like coming home the first night knowing your baby's still in the NICU and you're at home now and oh, like yeah. supporting like supporting your partner through it is 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 tough yeah it's I mean now though like my biggest concern now is like all these lessons we're teaching kids I want to make sure I'm there for my son and even though mm-hmm. you know we have this thing where like we're gonna work crazy hours you know for this amount of time I want to my now the stress is like okay am I empowering my son to to have the same beliefs and the same energy and love for others and love for himself mm-hmm. as we are with these other kids at Hoop Life right. and Citrus and so so yeah the, we you just mentioned this, but the founder and the entrepreneur lifestyle is just, it's notorious for the long hours and, and the sacrifices. So how do you balance this new lifestyle as a father to Roman, but then also empowering kids like Zane? Like how, how are you balancing that, that lifestyle? It's going to be a bit different. Every year is going to be a bit different, especially with Roman. Like when, when Roman's older, I mean, I'm just going to bring him to work with me all the time. Yeah. I'm going to bring him with me to yeah. everything. You're playing basketball, Robin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> T- totally. Like he's going to just come with me. He's just going to be at the office with me. He's yeah. gonna, I'm going to bring him with me to work. Yeah. And I think that that helps being with being home and being present is, is a real challenge. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's not easy to do because if you're, if you're at the office all day and you, you just dealt with, with stuff all all day long and you're you're you didn't get anything done that you're supposed to do and now you look at your email you look at your desktop you look at your notes and it's just it's a mess so what are you supposed to do shut the computer and just pretend like check out yeah well when you're founder like we 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 don't check out yeah because the stress just continues and carries with us and so going home now to see roman and my wife who they don't care what's going on they just like daddy's home yeah he wants to play with me right it's definitely been a challenge to navigate and learn how to do that i've had to so i notoriously was like like a guy that would like work really late at nights Mm -hmm. and then i'd you know wait so i'd I'd work till 3 a.m and then i'd you know get up at like a regular time like eight or nine or something like that but i would work really late knowing that like aaron's gonna need my support when i come home i i need to flip this around so that's one change i've had to do is flip to become a morning guy instead of instead of a night guy right so that i can go to bed at the same time as aaron i can wake up before her to be able to help support and help clean and then being able to be home like and that's a challenge too because i mean it's like i can't commit to be home every day at four o'clock like it just doesn't work there's yeah. days that it's especially like, as a founder yeah, yeah like there's tough. days that it's it's and with being like with the two businesses that's the the tricky part balancing too because the people at citrus they don't really care what happened at hoop life that day yeah the people at hoop life don't care what happened at citrus and my family doesn't really care what happened <laughs> in any place yeah they just want to see me having fun with them and so yeah. Making sure that my wife and I are always on the same page is probably my biggest priority. So, yeah. I mean, I'll check in with her lots and be like, we're good. We're in this together still. Like, we're yeah. ready for this week. Because, like, even, like, yesterday I told her, I'm like, yeah, like, the next two days, like, I got to go from, like, 8 to midnight and I'll mm. see you after that. And so it's just, it just is what it is. That's awesome. Wrapping up, and I want you to reflect back on the past few years. Compare yourself to who you were, to the guy working for that insurance company, what are the biggest differences between the two versions of yourself? Great, great question. Really good quote that I tried to 
really live by is every person is my better in some way. It was a, I think it was in, I think it was in that book, how to win friends, influence people. One of the first business books I ever read. Okay. Um, but I remember that quote stuck with me and, um, a couple of my friends will say that to each other because a lot of times when you put yourself in circles with people that think the same, act the same, it's really easy to then judge other people. And so something that, that I, that I really, you know, note like from when I was 18 to now 27, every person is, 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 you know, is, is, is better than me in, in, in some way. And so realizing that, that then takes the judgment away for anyone yeah. and gives us more compassion. And so I think for, I think for me, the, the one, you know, big, big difference from, from the two sides of, of being like young entrepreneur versus still younger, <laughs> not, <laughs> not insurance Andrew versus yes, who is, Andrew, is yeah. realizing like every, every, every person around us, like is special and every person, even if we don't agree with them or even if people are, are have different views and stuff, it's like realize like people aren't ill intentioned. Everyone is just trying to navigate the same life. Everyone is trying to make an impact the best way they can. And so understanding and being compassionate for people is a big lesson, like a big, a a big lesson in like understanding that, that I, that I came to. And, And I think another thing too is, is just, keeping things more structured. So insurance Andrew versus Andrew today, insurance Andrew wouldn't have been as, as structured as, as I am today. Yeah. And that's even with like how my, how my day is structured, how, how the businesses are structured, how employees are structured. And so yeah. I think structure and compassion are two main themes that, that really helped the last like yeah. seven years. Yeah. yeah. I love that quote. It, it, it's that intention to remind yourself that, you can learn anything from somebody exactly. else, but putting yeah. you in that mind frame to accept that, that lesson. I totally. love that. Totally. And appreciate the comment about structure. I'm the yeah. same way. If I find if my routine or my structure goes away, I start to procrastinate more. I become a mess of a human. So totally yeah. agree in that. Well, point. one, well, I'll, I'll get real vulnerable here with, with one thing that I've really struggled with when we were, when we got married 2015, I was like, 180 pounds, really fit. Mm-hmm. Last year, I got up to 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so in five years, less than five years, mm-hmm. gained 40 pounds. Right. And so I remember towards the end of last year, um, I was like, "We, I got to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like have it. So, I mean, the two businesses, the child, like we get it busy, yeah. right? So early this year is when I really started to make, to make, a, to make a change. Mm-hmm. And so the... Uh, hired, hired nutritionist and oh. we really broke it down. And so, um, I, I didn't know how, I didn't even know how to eat healthy. I didn't really know how to cook. Yeah. I was just eating out all the time. Right. And so, um, I remember talking with her and she says, Hey, you got to realize like why you're doing this. Like you're, you're, you want to be healthy. You like eating healthy, but why are you doing this? And she's like, for you, you do everything for other people. Um, like, like running a business and stuff. Like we're just, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're serve like we're, we're thinking about other things rather than ourselves. Mm-hmm. for you. When you think of food, that's your one thing you do for yourself. Yeah. So how do you replace the one thing you do with yourself? Uh, how do you replace that instead of eating? How yeah. can you do something else? And so it's a challenge. It's been, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Cause that was the one area that it took me a minute to really grasp. Mm-hmm. And every time tough times would come, yeah. it's like, I'm, 
I'm just I, I'm just resort to like I'm not meal planning this week. Yeah. I'll just order. Oh, I'm the I'll same just way. I'll just order whatever. I've earned this cheeseburger. I, I, I've earned it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. And so um and so that was where I really had to keep myself accountable to my friends, to my wife, to to this to this Samara, process. Samara yeah. who's my who's who's the uh, the nutritionist yeah. that's really helped me, and 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 say like hey like this is going to be more psychological than anything, but. Yeah. The last year has been awesome some weeks mm -hmm. and some weeks not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got I got down to like one ninety eight. And yeah. so so did great awesome. weight wise, which yeah. is which is great. I mean it's not all about that, but yeah. it's about it's just more about being healthy. Mm -hmm. And so um that was one area that the the grind got my better half totally. on, on that. Yeah. It, yeah. it beat me on that. Yeah. Um but being structured and being able to stack some of those habits together yeah. and just consistently meal plan has has really helped a lot. But I got a long journey to go still. Yeah. And um, I'm in no position to hire no private chef. So yeah. it's it's uh, oh, it's I it's wish. me on a Sunday night yeah. oh. <laughs> cooking up chicken. But it would be yeah. so much easier just to hire a private chef to feed me good tasting you healthy meals that is the dream right there hey mason here's your 11 a.m yeah <laughs> acai bowl thank you sir wow this <laughs> yeah. tastes delicious yeah. and i'm fit yeah oh uh, that's awesome <laughs> if you could offer a piece of advice or a word of warning or anything at all to five years ago what would you say i would say take care of yourself and even though you think you don't have time to do it um even though you think you're stressed like go to the gym like get your heart rate up yeah. take care of yourself and sacrifice work hours to do that because when you get out of a flow of taking care of yourself, it's so tough to jump back in. Totally. And it allows you to show up better for others totally. if you are showing up for yourself there. Totally. Yeah. And, oh. I, and I would also say like, I think in the early days, if there was a situation that would, that would, that would come up that would really derail me from a day, like a big, you know, like fire, mm -hmm. right? Like quote, air, air quote fire yeah. would come up and it would just like derail you from your day realizing like you do not want to let this impact your whole day yeah so if something bad happens like someone sent some email saying this or this or this and you read it and you're like what the heck is this yeah. like and you're just angry at it it's easy to let that anger go all day and then mm -hmm. you're just thinking about it all the time so now the big the big you know practice that i try to do is like feel the emotion yeah feel it feel it feel it all for mm -hmm. two three four five minutes and then at the end it's like okay this is done yeah. we're gonna move on to this part now yeah having the perspective to be able to compartmentalize so that you're totally. not letting that seep into other conversations that could impact people in ways that you don't intend it to. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. So last question before we jump into some speed round questions, you mentioned the facility, but I want to know what's next for Andrew. Oh dude. Um, so I think for us, I mean, as long as we have the privilege to keep going forward with both companies, um, and I, and I don't say this uh, in, from, a, from a, you know, a, a, an overconfident state or anything, but our genuine goal with Citrus and Hoop Life is to grow. And we're going to see if it happens. Mm -hmm. um, but my goal as I sit here today in 2021 as a 27-year-old, our goal is to create two global companies. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is we do Regina, we do Regina and Saskatoon for Hoop Life. We prove the concept works. And then we start launching hoop life centers across Canada mm -hmm. and across the world. And we create this through the hoop life culture and the hoop life model. There's different centers where kids can go to, to play basketball mm -hmm. and be confident. Yeah. And with citrus, our goal is like, we want, you know, every youth program in the world to use citrus to run their business. And mm -hmm. so, 
that is really the two areas that I told my wife, like, I'm not doing another startup. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I, there's I, not a third on the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is it. Yeah. This is, this is totally it. It's we're going to, we're going to do everything we can to make both successful. And so right. hopefully in 10 years, 20 years, we can achieve it and it's going to be a long journey to get there, but yeah. we got the right team and the right mission to, yeah. for both for, for it's all about impacting kids. Like that's all it comes down to at the end of the day. Right. And so when I think of it, like when I'm 78 years old, and if we can pull it off and have 20,000 citrus customers and, and 200 hoop life centers, well, we've now just impacted a lot of kids yeah. and helped a lot of kids. And so that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I love the parody in your story from where you started with, I want to be like my grandpa where I can sell my insurance company and then move to Arizona <laughs> and then retire rich. And now your goal is to retire, but making... I don't ever want to retire, ever. Okay, sorry, not not retire. So, oh, you want to be done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do I say this? Um, you, when you're 70 to 80 years old, you can look back and you can say, my definition of being rich is the impact totally. that I've made with other people and totally. kids. I hope, I hope it gets there. Yeah. But yeah, that's another thing. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to retire, ever. Yeah. I just want to keep going until I... Until the wheels fall off. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my thought. So I better be healthy (laughs) to keep going, but that is, yeah, I hear you, man. I love that. Okay. So before we let you go, I do have some speed round questions that I want to ask you to connect with you on a different way. So are you ready to answer these questions? Yes, man. Let's do it. Okay. First question. Best concert you've been to? LMFAO. <laughs> really? <laughs> 20, 2012, <laughs> December. We this so this is oh please forgive me yeah. everyone, but you gotta hear this story. That was Real a quick you, right off you the got, jump. You gotta hear this. You gotta yeah. hear this. Okay. I'm 17, all right. right. So everyone forgive me because there's some rules broken here, but okay. it's a good story. So we're sitting there, we get these these tickets. There's probably six half dozen of us okay. from, from from school, grade twelve. Yeah. So we're sitting here uh in the Brandt Center. We're you know, way at the back. So we yeah. sit in our seats and we're watching this uh, Far East movement. You know that? Yes. G, G, G6. Like or, a G6. Yeah. yeah. So we're listening to this and we're like, it's a pretty lit song, but like <laughs> we're sitting in the back. We all look at each other like, what are we doing? Like we're at the very back. Yeah. May as well just leave. So one of the guys, and it was me. Yeah. Promise was me. One of the guys in our group said, I'm going to go get us some floor tickets. Okay. Because the floor is like filling up and it looks unreal. Yeah. And so the the floor's filling up so he goes and he sits by the 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 hockey the hockey uh, boards okay and he just kind of sits in one of the chairs there and he looks around so what they would do is people would come they'd exchange their floor ticket for wristband oh and the people were putting all the floor tickets into this big bucket oh so and just so, snatched and a so and so he so he went in and he grabbed a handful of these floor tickets and yeah. he comes over to us and he's like hey guys check this out yeah so we took a floor ticket went straight down to the floor yeah forgive me everyone yeah uh, young and stupid yeah uh, but it was it was a crazy fun concert because it was just a big mosh pit and it was like elevenfio oh, like it was, it was yeah, i'm sexy and i know it like yeah. those songs wow that's amazing yeah. that's so funny and like anybody listening to this we're like oh he's gonna edit that that pause out <laughs> to say like elevenfio right off the bat he did not waste a second like he, you had that ready to go you you that must have been a lit concert for that to be so life-changing for you it was awesome oh that's <laughs> awesome um you mentioned kevin but i want to um outside of kevin 
who inspires you? Guy named Sean Hazen. I don't know if you know him. Oh yeah. Um, he uh, has tech. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he owns has tech and he um, so he he came along early in my journey, uh, which is really funny because he signed his kid up for Hoop Life, mm -hmm. and uh, like crazy time in his life, his wife was having a baby, and so he tried to get a refund. And I told him no. I had no idea who this guy was, <laughs> so I told him no. I said no refunds, and then he's like sends this email like whatever, like yeah. he, like. Give, give me give me the refund give me the refund yeah. back so um so whatever ended up giving the refund and then i saw him like two days later um i, I this is just early 2017 i was i was um uh harvard western uh had a table at the, the premier's dinner and right. i just quit harvard western but they're like hey we have an extra seat come sit with us yeah you, you just quit you're you're still part of us so i was quitting i'm sitting right behind the guy yeah and so thinking like it we just had a really awkward conversation yeah. like i didn't give him his refund so yeah. anyways i went and talked to him and we ended up going out to eat that night after, and we were out till like 2 a.m. Yeah. And he just, again, like George and Kevin did, like they just met me at my level. Yeah. Even though I had so much to learn, he just met me at my level. Yeah. He he poured into me and just completely big big brothered me. And so yeah. every it's his day. Like we we were on, on the phone last week mm -hmm. and just just really helping me through each step, navigating how to grow the business. And so he's um. Yeah, being a huge help. Good for you for having the courage to walk up to that man after you yeah, denied him a refund. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew, I was like, if I don't go up to him, yeah, then then it's like, then I'm the immature one. Yeah, so it's like, let's go, just it's all good. That's so true. The amount of times where you see somebody that you're just like, oh, I don't really want to talk to them at this moment, and then you do talk to him, you're just like, why did I even stress totally, about it? Totally. There's nothing worse than going home from an event than somebody you're like, oh, I should talk to that person, and you don't get to talk to them. Totally. Then it just stews with you, being like, oh, they're gonna hate me. They're gonna think I'm in like. Uh, complete butthead like yeah totally next question this is uh could be a divisive one but what's your favorite chicken nugget sauce oh sweet and sour is it sweet and sour well depends depends because yeah. i mean honey dill is also really good it is really good so yeah. honey dill sweet and sour yeah something like that i'm a barbecue guy well popeyes yes yes yeah, you understand and then i also am it depends on if it's <laughs> if it graduates to chicken fingers then i am like a dill sauce person like i'm a it feels like it levels up like the culinary experience. Yeah. So I have to get the dill in there, but yeah, good for you. I'm not much of a sweet and sour guy, but what was your high school basketball pump up song? Um, it's a Christian artist okay. called manifest. Okay. It's this random, I don't No one's ever heard of it. Probably. I don't think but I, it's this, I it's, it's, he actually came to our school manifested he oh yeah he's yeah I, I don't, and i've never talked about, i've never even given a thought of this guy until you asked this question but this song was on all the time right um so at our regina christian school obviously they can only play christian music at the games oh really i didn't even think so that, that so so that's the they, they can't play any explicit songs or anything <laughs> so <laughs> this this manifest guy had this uh, that's who they'd play and yeah. so so he um I just remember that guy. They, they, that's all they'd play yeah. during our things, and so Interesting. it was a mix of all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then we'd go to like another school, and it would just be like regular music. We're like, oh yeah, yeah totally. Let's go. LMFAO, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Oh, that's funny. Okay, um, second last question: something that not a lot of people know about you. I secretly, secretly am an outdoors guy. Okay, but no one would ever guess it. Okay. So I like you're a man like, of the woods. Like I, uh, I have these fantasies of like living out in the woods. 
<laughs> like, like <laughs> I have these fantasies of just dressing in, in plaid every day and yeah. just thinking, and maybe it's just because of the stress of everything, yeah. but especially the last, like the last few years, I'm like, I would love to just like live in like the mountains in like BC and have like a lake out my front porch. I could go fish for some trout in the morning and yeah. like go shoot an elk for lunch. Paul like, Bunyan over here. Yeah. Right? So it is a secret. I'm like a secret like outdoorsman. Does your wife know about this? She, she knows. She okay, knows. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> like one day this is going to be like full yeah. on. Like we are moving to White Rock, BC. I know. And I am yeah. not leaving. Uh, last question. What connects us? I think empathy and compassion a lot of times and i think that i've haven't always had empathy and compassion not that uh not for any reason it's just like it's just um a lot of times when we get with our own group of people and when we get with our own when you're just around the same kind of people over and over again it's really easy to like lose the humanity and i think what connects us all is just have some compassion for one another and that's something the last you know like five six years that i've really you know being able to tap into and just have a lot of love for people because mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're all people we're all we're, we're all we're all on the same team and yeah. so i think like just having compassion and love for for people no matter what our views are and it's it's like we're getting so it's such a polarizing time mm-hmm. where, where people with other views are are hating like families are ripped apart even right now over like different political stances and stuff and it's like Having compassion and love can connect all of us, especially when we just come together and sure have arguments, but love each other at the end. Love that. I love that you used compassion and empathy because Mm -hmm. those are so prevalent in your story and it's truly at the root of what Hoop Life does. And I'm so happy that you had the chance to, to give some time today in order to share your story and be able to give the origin stories of Hoop Life and Citrus, but also where it's going next as well as how you've navigated it's a fascinating story and i've i've learned a lot from you so thank you so t- so much <laughs> thank for you some man time. this has been awesome i'll appreciate it well that's it for our chat with andrew and this episode of the what connects is podcast we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode if you like the podcast please do us a favor and hit that subscribe or follow button leave a review of the podcast and share the podcast with a friend or on social media we'll see you in two weeks until then i'm off to grab some chicken nuggets let's connect soon